Thank you for joining us in our day diary. I am Dr. Raquel Lea. We really appreciate you tuning in. This is going to be a 30-day diary dive <laughs> into some aspects of the show. Uh, we Today, I, I'm going to um, go and work out. Ugh. Don't get me started on my morning workout and the morning routine. And it's something that I have to do. And and um, I know I look kind of buff. <laughs> the buffer that I look, the more stress I had to deal with. Yes, that is true. <laughs> One of the ways that I deal with some things is just by going and releasing having those de-stressed moments and and saying what do I want my day to be how do how do how do I want to map it out what am I going to let in what am I not going to let in and so <clears throat> one of the things I'm going to let in is there's going to be a um a concert this weekend and I'm I was asked to go to the concert I'm going to go I'm going to go have a good time. I'm not driving. So I have a glass of wine. And anyone that's in my intimate circle knows it takes very little wine. (laughs) So thank you for joining and thank you for tuning in. I was asked about my credentials in, in respect of, hey, exactly what is your doctorate in? My doctorate is in learning technologies and performance improvement, meaning anything that has to do with some form of technology that persons may use, and then how to use that technology to make human performance more effective. It could be any subject matter. For example, I'm in cybersecurity. And so whatever feature or technology that you use, then I come in and show you how to use that piece of technology better, faster, quicker, more effective, and safer, what have you. And then we put in approaches and processes that if there's some sort of breakdown, how do you recover from that? How do you recover your data? How do you remediate? You know, how do you find the culprit or who did it? And then the reporting processes that it takes for that. Then after that, the third phase is education and awareness. Let's ensure that this doesn't happen again. And that might mean that we go through the whole cycle all over again with an upgrade. So that's what my PhD is in. And that's where my career has led me. I will say that my master's, um, has a lot. I've, I've taken a lot of courses in rehabilitation in my master's and in my uh, doctoral studies. I think maybe I just have to do the license or something of that nature. Here's the point. I've taken so many courses in educational counseling, um, dealing with people who are dealing with some sort of um, imbalance where they're in a situation where they have a disability that disability could be emotional, and how do you recover from that? Dealing with social work, uh, the rehabilitation processes that are licensed and formal, those approaches that people that have licensures go out and then teach others as counselors. And from that perspective, 
I think maybe I found a place of my philanthropy. Given back that the Cognitive Institute has been doing what it does since 1999, and it's project-based. You can Google that all day long. And they've done a lot of really effective work with me and without me, although I am founder and executive director. And I appreciate the work that they've done. I appreciate that board that I have that's continually standing, that's changing, that's not changing, and, and, and how those approaches go. And we're always looking for, for new members. We're always looking for committees. We're always looking for funding. But it does kind of have to die down a little bit because we are professionals. So we are more project-based. Project-based meaning whenever there are funds <laughs> or whenever the committee meets. Or however people's careers <clears throat> slow down or speed up. And there's always a project that we're doing or strategically planning to put something together whether you see that or not. And so that's a little bit more about me. And when the, sh- when the show starts, by the time the show starts, after this 30-day diary, we'll, we'll have a structured flow of how we will we'll place those things. And we'll have some webinars and seminars that we present from time to time once <clears throat> readers and engagers start to engage, let's just say. So... Enough about me, but I always do like to talk about me, so thank you. (laughs) Let's get into today's topic. So, in dealing with um, exercise, I was talking about exercising. I've just found that I went to the doctor once, and the doctor told me that I had a 0.8 level of testosterone higher than any scale of a woman. I hope that makes sense. So my testosterone level is a lot higher. So it's harder for me to lose weight. I have to exercise like I'm a man. I have to actually grunt it and sweat it out. I have to go play basketball and we have to slap into each other and I try to (laughs) get the what is it, the ball in the basket, I have to actually go and run some miles and play football, and I, I just have a different way of getting the weight off. I can do two and three workouts of Billy Blanks and Tybo and some kind of class sport 45-minute workout, and not a pound a come off. As a matter of fact, I might gain two, you know, but Things like canoeing and kayaking and climbing rocks and extreme sports, cycling, those are things that, because of my testosterone level, that have to be implemented for me to be able to lose weight. I have to to exercise like a man in order to lose weight and be soft and gentle like a woman. (laughs) So, because I know that... That's a part of my continual recovery. That is, that is, that's a part of my continual recovery. And those are things that I want to teach you about self. No one thought that me finding that nugget out about myself 20 years ago when I was in my early 20s, mid-20s, I suppose, would now have... a a high propensity to keep stress down at a manageable level. My stress level can become so high that I become shaky, 
that, you know, I sweat a lot. I'm, I'm a little bit more panty and that's how high my stress can get. So in my personal life, it's very important that I have a flow of kumbaya. What way do you want? Hey, yeah, that's great. Let's do it your way. I'm very amicable to please. And so I don't do well with people that are more aggressive in their personal life. Hey, I love aggressiveness. I put on a different face. I'm a businesswoman. I get it done, sign a contract, fill out an RFP, make it happen. But but because I know that that's those are stressful situations for me. When I when I come home, it's important that I don't have that high propensity of stress. So my intimate circle are people that can kumbaya it with me. And if you can't help me shelter that, then you have to stay my nine to five. You you don't get to see me in a personal level because I have a certain framework that I like. <clears throat> that I do best in. That's my process of recovery. I've created a condition that helps me overcome. I cannot allow stress to have a 24-hour influence in my life. I give my stress eight hours at work. And as a matter of fact, I don't even give it eight hours because I walk around with a cup of coffee and I visit people's offices and I ask them how I'm do how they're doing for two hours. So now we're down to six. <clears throat> I return some emails, write out some thoughts, make you know, get some deadlines. So that's another three hours. Now we're down to three hours to deal with my stress. And then whatever stressful situation I have. I'll deal with it in that approach. And then when I'm done with you, I'll see you tomorrow for the next three hours. And that's because I've learned how to live my life in a way that I understand the traits and the triggers that I cannot control. And so I've given them limited range. And so one of the things we're going to teach you when we get out of this 15-minute day diary (laughs) is how to give your stress limited range. And in dealing with the fact that you are now, good word, limited in your ability to parent your child and your children, how do you give that a limited amount of your time? And when I say limited, you don't want it at the three-hour level. You want it at an eight or seven-minute level. And it might come at 30-second increments in your mind flooding in. And we're going to teach you to flood it right back out. It might mean some some deep breathing. It might mean some meditation. It might mean that you do a 45-minute aggressive workout. The purpose is to be on purpose in your life. And on purpose means conducting meaningful daily activities And having the independence and the income and the resources to participate in society. Now let me just break it down. (laughs) You have to do things in an actionable way. We talked about action. Go back and re-listen, revisit, re-download. We talked about being on purpose and in action. And so action means I-N-G, not E-D. Instead of conducted, we're talking about conducting. Instead of activity, we're talking about activities where we are always taking one step forward. 
And when you start to do some things on purpose, when we start to implement some dialogue in the show, we'll talk about on-purpose activities. And I'll interject here and say that I did have a very good, like four or five very good conversations with my state legislatures. And I had in-depth conversations about my situation that I went through as a parent. And you can see that in the books. You can go buy a book, read the history of it, figure it out. I'm very transparent about meeting with senators and legislators and, and how I appeared before Congress in the past. State, state, I'm not talking about Capitol Hill, talking about Austin, Texas. Now, in doing that, I did something that was actionable and on purpose. That probably, probably was more for me even though I had a voice to share my story about what I went through in my family. I'm not saying that you're going to jump in the car and go down and, and hold up a sign and then protest. I'm not saying that. I'm not that kind of woman. I, I'm not, that's not me. If that's your thing, fine. What I'm saying in this 15-minute day diary is that I want you to start thinking about approaches where you start to use resources and guides And your healing process becomes actionable and on purpose with things that make common sense. Where you start to become the person and a person where you have a clear understanding that although your parenting is limited or non-existent, you want to, excuse me, I didn't have tea this morning. It shows. You want to begin to implement yourself in a way that when you do have limited time with your children or child, then it's meaningful, it's responsible, and it sets a stage for further dialogue where you begin to pull them back to you spiritually and make healthy connections some things you can't fix some things you can and what you can fix is how you begin to be actionable in your own recovery I am Dr. Raquel Leah thank you for listening to Day Diary